Hi, everyone. My name is Yvette Nieves. And today's leadership quote is, leadership is a state of mind characterized by the willingness to serve and show humbleness, being kind, having integrity, being trustworthy and honest. And a good leader will teach and serve with a humble and pure heart. The Leader Assistant Podcast exists to encourage and challenge assistants to become confident, game-changing leader assistants. With so much on your plate, wouldn't it be nice if ordering food for the office were easy and reliable? My friends at Easy Cater are workplace catering pros, helping you find food for everything from daily employee meals to staff meetings and special events. With Easy Cater's network of over 100,000 restaurants nationwide, you'll have a huge variety of options near you for any group size, dietary need, or budget. Your food arrives on time as ordered, all supported 24-7 by Easy Cater's team of experts. Visit easycater.com slash leader assistant to find out more. Hey, friends, welcome to the Leader Assistant Podcast. It's your host, Jeremy Burroughs, and this is episode 220. You can check out the show notes at leaderassistant.com slash 220, leaderassistant.com slash 220. Today, I'm excited to be speaking with Yvette Nieves, and Yvette is an executive assistant at Nestle Health Science. Yvette, how's it going? Great. Hi, Jeremy. Thank you for having me here today. Yeah, I'm excited to jump in and, and learn more about you. And it's, it's great to meet you finally. Uh, are you in on the East Coast? Is that right? Yes, I am in uh, the New York area. I'm out in Long Island. Awesome. And are you from that area? Uh, originally from Queens, uh, but I have been living in Long Island for um, about 20, almost 25 years. After I got nice. married, we moved out to Long Island. And it's great. Great. And what? Uh, what, tell us a little bit about your yourself personally. Do you have any hobbies? Do you have any pets, kids? Yes. So um, I am married for uh, actually going to be married 32 years at the end of this year. Wow, and congrats. Uh, thank you. Thank you. We have uh, one son. He is uh, going to be 24 in, uh, next month. And we have two dogs. We have a Morky. He's a mix. And he's about 14. And then we have a puppy that my son got last year who is 11 months old. That's her barking. Um, <laughs> she's Yeah, she's a little schnauzer. And um, she's a, a miniature. She's really cute. Very rambunctious. Has a lot of energy. Um, and so, yeah. So I, I live here on this island. And I love photography. I've always loved photography. So I've been doing photography since the late 1980s, if you can believe that. And it is just a passion that I have. And sometimes I have dry spells where I don't pick up the camera at all. And then there are days where and weeks that I pick up that camera and I just go for walks at the park. I go to the beaches and I take pictures of everything. I take pictures of landscapes, of, uh, you know, people, places. And uh, so that's me in a nutshell. I love photography. Uh, love going to church. I used to sing in a choir. So I love worship music and things like that. So that's me. 
Oh, that's great. Love it. I used to, I used to sing in church as well. So oh, uh, we've got great. that in common. Uh, what, uh, so you worked, uh, speaking of photography, so you actually worked at Canon, is that right? That's correct. Yes. And is that what got you into photography? No, actually, no. I was into photography before going to Canon. I, I was dying to go work for Canon uh. and I had a Canon camera even before I got the job. And, um, when I found out they were looking for uh, administrative assistance, I just, you know, applied and got the job and was thrilled because I just, that's like something close to my heart, photography. So it was, it was great working for them. Nice. Was that your first assistant job? No, actually, I've been an assistant for a long time. <laughs> I started as um, a receptionist sl- slash secretary back in the days where, um, the the assistant sat in the front and greeted you know people and it, I'm sure they still do that now, uh, but it was back where uh, we would do a lot of filing, a lot of manual processes and fax things and send things via italics. Um, so I've I've been working as an assistant for, gosh, probably since the mid '80s up until now. So it's been a long time. Wow. So what yeah. what pushed you into this career? Um, well, as a child, I want to say I always liked paperwork. It's so funny. I always <laughs> liked paper. I always had notebooks. I always wanted to write things. I always wanted to be in charge of something. So I always had a pocketbook with my pad and my, my pens and stuff. And I just liked organizing things. So um, I, I didn't know where I was going to go with that. You know, as a child, just growing up, I just knew that I liked to take care of things, write things down and just like kind of keep order and detail. So I I think I just kind of gravitated to that somehow. (laughs) So were you pretty heartbroken when technology started to come in and you weren't able to do as much paper? (laughs) (laughs) Yes and no. Um, Yeah. When we first started, with the the computers. I remember um, at one of my jobs, um, I worked for a a paper company called World Color Press. I think they got, um, they merged or got taken over by um, Quebec or printing. But I remember working at that job and typing on an IBM Selectric typewriter, the one with the round ball on it. Mm -hmm. And I used to love when I had things to type because I used to love the sound of just typing. I'm I'm just like such a, a nerd and I would type and type. And back in the day when we had to use carbon paper, that was a big thing for me using a carbon paper. And if the boss had changes, then we'd have to type it all over again. But when we transitioned um, to computers and it was um, word, I guess it was word perfect. That was the right. first, yeah. it was, yeah. it was, it was fine. I, I didn't feel like I was going to lose the paperwork. I had plenty of paper and filing to do. Um, and it was fun learning a new process and getting into technology. Nice. Cool. Well, what's been your favorite part? Well, side note, I love that you, you know, said you liked photography. You ended up going to work for Canon. You always loved paper and then you worked for a paper company. So I just think that's awesome how you just followed your passions uh, as far as the industry, but what's what's been your favorite part of your assistant career? 
Um, well, as I've um, grown into it, I think the the best part of it is just getting to work with different people, colleagues, and some bosses, some executives. You just um, develop uh, a good relationship with them professionally, and uh, it's rewarding. So I think that 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 would have to be it. Awesome. And what about one of the biggest challenges that you've had uh, in your journey? Um, I think it would have to be, I guess, growing in the position, um, going up the ladder, if you will, getting, uh, you know, moving to the next level. Um, that's been a challenge. And and I, I want to say, you know, I know a lot of uh, EAs that have gone through it and are still going through this where some people don't look at the EA as um, as an essential business partner. And sometimes we're looked at as, well, you're just the secretary, you know, we don't need this or that. And, and it's been, it's been hard. It's been a job where you are constantly proving yourself, you're proving your skills. And um, so that, that's been a hard one for me. I, I went back to college to, uh, to complete my bachelor's degree so that I could move up and forward. So I know that some people have had to do that as well. Hmm. So was that a requirement that the companies that you've worked with kind of said, Hey, if you get your degree, we'll be able to pay you more and, and all that. Yes. Well, specifically uh, to Canon, uh, I had wanted to move uh, up to be an administrator for contracts and I was told in order to move forward, I should consider completing my college and then we can talk about it. So that that was a big driver for me to go back to school and finish. And once I started, I just was determined to just finish and do it, no matter how long it took me. And I did it while I was working full time and then ended up um having my son. So when I graduated, I looked like a huge penguin with my cap and gown. <laughs> and I graduated um, just about nine months pregnant. And when I had him the following, I graduated and then the following weekend, he was born. It was so, so like the timing was perfect. But wow. yeah, yeah. That's, a, that's amazing. So let's talk a little bit about executives that you've worked with over the years and, you know, maybe they've had a hard time letting go of certain things, whether it was calendar management, email management, certain projects or tasks, um, but they just maybe have trust issues. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, yes. How have mm-hmm. you, you know, or, or then versus like the executive that gives you full control and is just like, Oh, you, you take care of it. Like, have you navigated those different types of executives? And then what would you say to assistants listening who are trying to help their executives see the light and, and give up more control? Right. Uh, fortunately, yes, I have gone through both scenarios um, and it's been tough. So the, the executive that has trust issues and they don't want to let go, they they feel, well, you know, I don't need an assistant. I'm self-sufficient. I can do this. Um, they maybe, you know, I, I working with someone new coming into the company and they're used to a certain way or they're used to uh, their old um, 
EA and the way they did things and then coming in to meet a new assistant, sometimes it's, you know, you can have a very slow start. And um, the way I dealt with it was just continue to, you know, give the space, give them the space they need. Uh, You're always there when they have questions. You're always there to lend a hand when they're, when they need you. And I give this, you know, give them the space that they need uh, in order to get to know you as an assistant. So I've, I've had to do that. And sometimes I feel like I'm still doing it and it's fine. It's totally fine. I've grown accustomed to, you know, their way and certain things they like, certain things they don't like. And then on the other hand, I have worked with plenty of executives that they have no idea what they're doing or where they're going if it's not on their calendar. And most people will come, like they'll come to me and they'll ask, oh, you know, what's next on the agenda or what are we doing tomorrow? So-and-so doesn't doesn't really know. And they've said, I do whatever the calendar says, whatever Yvette puts on that calendar, that's mm-hmm. what I'm doing. And that's, you know, it feels like you have like this, not to say power, but it's it's so great that, you know, you can navigate their day and, oh, you can't do that today because you, you know, you're going to be at this meeting, so you can't go to that one. And, uh, you know, it's, I, I like I like navigating that. It's been it's been fun to do that. Yeah. Have you worked with teams? Like, do you have a, a team of an assistant, uh, like an admin team, or um, have, has it looked different in different companies where maybe you've got a large team and you all get together and maybe even have a director of administration that everybody kind of either dotted line reports to? Um, mm-hmm. What's your What's been your experience working with assistant teams? Um, I want to say like right now we do have uh, an assistant team where uh, right now we're meeting monthly and it's been a great time for us to collaborate, to talk about things that are working, things that are not working. And we share different um, big meetings that uh, all of our executives might be a part of. And that's worked well. Um, also worked with um, an, another company where they had a director of administration, and and we would meet and and they would tell us projects that were going going to come down the you know the the pike at some time and what they expected of us as as an EA, and that worked well. Also, I I didn't mind that at all. I I, I liked having. Um, it, it was kind of just having like, um, what do you call it? Like, you know, just, just a direction of where we were going mm-hmm. as a group. And that was good too. Um, and right now it's a little different. So we just have the EAs and it, it's kind of something that we decided to do, at, at, you know, together to just meet monthly and talk about whatever's going on in the company or whatever's going on with our executives and how we could support each other. And that's been working very well. Nice. Um, what's what's maybe one thing that you would say to assistants listening in regards to you know the topic of joining meetings or attending meetings uh, that your executive is a part of, and maybe the concept of having a seat at the table. And if whether you're being invited to that table or you invite yourself, um, you know, how have you 
navigated that and and have you had situations where you've been able to kind of insert yourself into those tables or been invited directly you know how's that gone and over your career are you ready to elevate your career in 2024 i'm maggie olson founder of nova chief of staff certification the first-of-its-kind online course for aspiring and existing chiefs of staff. With curriculum taken directly from on-the-job responsibilities, Nova's self-paced learning modules provides you with hands-on experience so you can feel competent and confident moving into a chief of staff style role. It's the perfect next step for executive assistants. Head to leaderassistant.com Nova to learn more, grab the syllabus, and enroll today. Uh, so definitely keep asking. Uh, that's something that I constantly will ask um, if I can attend the leadership meeting. Uh, I, I bring it to I, I bring it to them as you know I can only do as much as I'm aware of, and the more I know, the more I understand what's happening, the better I think I can do my job. Um, Finding out things at the last minute, sometimes it's um, it's just a it's like a fire that you have to put out. Um, finding out that your executive has to travel, like let's say tomorrow or in two days, and you've got to get all this travel secured and transportation, which has happened, and I've I've been there and I've been able to to handle it. Um, but it, it is so uh, important if your assistant can be part of those leadership meetings just to know what is going on within the team. What are the, uh, you know, the top priority objectives and that can all, you know, help you do your job, help you prioritize different things for your executive. And, you know, I support multiple executives and I have um, relationships with all of them and uh, but one particular executive he will share different things with me and all in confidence of course you know nothing that is happening in these leadership meetings are discussed and uh, with you know with other people but my that one executive shares with me and then it's like the light bulb goes on and I like wow okay so that's why now I understand now I get it um, and it's important to keep asking if you could, you know, if you if you're not being invited, I say keep asking, and one day you can be there and find out what's going on behind those closed doors. I just think it just makes a better executive assistant out of us if we're included in everything, not just bits and pieces. Hmm. Yeah, hundred hundred percent agree. Well said, Yvette. Uh, you yeah. mentioned you mentioned supporting multiple executives. Any tips for those listening that have four, five, three, six executives that they're supporting? <laughs> yes, write a lot of notes in your calendar. I do this all the time because we're busy. We get so busy, we get sidetracked. We have interruptions throughout the day. No matter if you're working in the office or you're working from home, you can get sidetracked very easily. So what I do for me, uh, I support four, sometimes five. It depends on what's going on. Mm -hmm. And I have to write notes in my Outlook calendar of things that I need to do so that I don't forget and drop the ball. 
So I'll set it up and I know what I have to do. My to-do list for the next day, it's all on my calendar and I'll have reminders. And if I have to come back to somebody, I'll write that in there too, ask, ask questions. And it helps you keep your sanity. If you want to write it in a notebook, that's great too. I just love doing it in the calendar because it will pop up. And when I do forget and I see that, I, I go, oh, my gosh, yeah, I've got to get that done. Or I can push that. Oh, I can push that to tomorrow or end of the week. That's not priority. But that's how I manage my my crazy life at work because I've got people, even the team, the, the executives I'm supporting, they have their own teams. And they're reaching out to me, asking me to do things. So if I don't write it down, I'll, I'll go insane. So that's that's my one tidbit. Just make notes for yourself in your calendar to remind you and color code them. If you need to color code them, color code them. Nice. What about times when you've had executives, you know, maybe two or three of those executives that you support that kind of reach out to you at the same time? I need this. I need this. And, you know, how do you prioritize between the requests of those executives, especially if they come in at the same time. Right. Well, I know that if it's, if it's the president of your department, they know, and they, and they tell me, Oh, I know so-and-so already asked you to do it, do theirs first. And then if you can take care of mine, no problem. Sometimes I can kill, uh, you know, two birds with one stone and I'll do that if I'm already on the phone, booking travel or getting transportation, I can do both requests at the same time. And if not, I can just quickly, you know, as soon as I'm done taking care of this one ask, I'll move on to the next one. Um, that doesn't happen often. And I'm thankful because if it did, I think I would lose my mind. <laughs> um, there's nothing like having your executive at an airport stuck or, uh, he's traveling with someone else and they're both stuck and you have to take care of this, you know, right now. And, you know, you, you've got to just handle it. So, you know, they understand, they understand, Hey, I, I know you're working on it. As soon as you can do, you know, anything for me, I appreciate it. Yeah. Oh, that reminds me the this probably the worst travel experience for my executive. Uh, one, one, one of the worst was I think he was in New York and he had to go to Minnesota for a meeting the next morning. And there was all this weather. And then I think there was construction at the New York airport. And I was oh, looking wow. at the, I was looking at the three different New York airports. It kept getting delayed, delayed, delayed. I was booking all these backup flights. And I mean, it was just one of the most stressful afternoons. I'm on the phone with a travel agent trying to help me out. I'm looking at all the websites, trying to figure this out. And then there was, I guess, some snow or something in Minnesota too. So that was that side was kind of messing things up. And of yeah. course, all while this is happening, the exact same time, my wife and two young boys were trying to fly home from, I think, North Carolina. And... There was a big storm that mm. basically they were about to land and they couldn't land. So they had to divert to like Indianapolis or something. And, and this was all going on at the same time that I'm dealing with travel stuff with my executive. And then in that moment, I was like, all right, I'm so thankful that I don't have 
five or six executives right now because this is this is a rough mm-hmm. day. This is a rough day. Yeah, no, it is. I've been through that somewhat. Um, I think it was last year, and there was weather or just the airline just decided to cancel a bunch of flights, and mm. I have I had two executives that were stuck. And uh, I asked one of them, did you already check out of your hotel? And they were like, no. And I said, good. I'm glad you didn't check out of that hotel. You know, I'll call them, you know, just to get you an extended night or whatever it was. And I said, do you still have your car? Yes, I have the car rental. You might have to drive home. It was just something that happened and they were both out there. And but I mean, we, we were able to book them on a different carrier and get them out but it it was a mess and it's so stressful when you are going through something like that it's horrendous it just you know reminds me of a a movie where the assistant had to get her executive home and couldn't and then it was like she failed at everything because she couldn't get the person home (laughs) Mm. i don't know if you know what movie i'm referring to but (laughs) is that the devil wears prada or something (laughs) yeah yeah nice yes when that movie first came out, I said, that's my life. Oh, my uh, gosh. They, they have me on screen. This is me. <laughs> Sometimes, <wow>. not always. <laughs> well, Yvette, what, what would you like to say? What's, you know, let's, let's say you're on stage with thousands of assistants staring at you, wanting some inspiration. What's one thing that you would say to assistants of the world? I would say, hang on. It gets better. As time goes on, sometimes it, it will get better. Um, continue learning. Ask lots of questions. Don't be afraid to ask questions. Um, I always say that no question is silly. There's a reason behind each question, and it's a learning opportunity. Um, always smile. And um, just continue learning. Learn with your peers, with your colleagues. Learn with your executive. And a good leader will foster that it will foster your learning and your growth well said thank you so much for sharing Yvette Uh, the crowd is giving you a standing ovation right now I can see it Uh, appreciate (laughs) appreciate the insight and inspiration what uh yeah what's uh what's the best place or best way for people to reach out if they want to say hi sure they can reach me through LinkedIn Um, I am also on Instagram um, it would be uh, Eve Nieves on Instagram, so Y V E Nieves on Instagram, or the best the best place is probably LinkedIn. And I'd love to connect with as many assistants as possible. And um, looking forward to the next time you have a gathering to be able to go. I missed the one in Orlando, and I, I wish I would have been able to go, but I'm looking forward to the next one. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I'll put your link in the show notes, uh, leaderassistant.com slash 220. And yeah, we'll definitely try to connect at the next event. Thank you so much, Yvette, and best of luck to you and have a good one. Thank you. Thank you so much, Jeremy, for having me. You are great. I love what you're doing. I love your book. I'm still reading through it. I have it right here. I don't know if you can see it. Nice. But um, thank you so much for having me. I enjoyed the time today. You're welcome. Please review on Apple Podcasts.
GoBullos.com.